Bless the Lord. Leviticus chapter 11. Leviticus chapter 11. We're going to read one verse here. Verse 45. Leviticus chapter 11, verse 45. And it says this. For I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. Ye shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. Read it one more time. For I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt mm. to be your God. Ye shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. Praise the Lord. Our thought today is holiness. Holiness. So I'd ask you, I'd ask you to, today, uh, this structure that we're standing in uh, today, is it holy? Is this a holy place? Say it's a holy place. These pews that we're sitting in today, are they holy? Say they're probably holy. What about you? Are you holy? Was it easy for us to say the structure of this building that we're standing in, that we're sitting in today, is holy? The pew that we're sitting in. Maybe it's easy for us to say it's, it's holy. But when it comes to us, do we have, do we pause for just a moment and say, wait a minute, I'm not holy. Holiness. The word, the Hebrew word that is used is Kodesh. And Kodesh, it means consecrated or dedicated. Consecrated or dedicated. That's what holy is. So it's a consecrated thing, it's a dedicated thing. It says over in 1 Kings chapter 8, and they brought up the ark of the Lord and the tabernacle of the congregation, and the holy vessels that were in the tabernacle, even those did the priest and the Levites bring up. Just a little snippet out of the Scripture, but talked about holy vessels. So what did, what did this structure do for us to claim it was holy? What has this building done to... For us to say it's holy. What has the pews done? I've seen a lot of head nodding when I said, Are the pews holy? I think we're in agreement. What did the pews do to, to be holy? Just want you to think a little bit. There's vessels that I read there in 1 Kings. The Word of God says they were holy vessels. What did those vessels do to be holy? Mm. Holiness happens when God takes ordinary objects and claims them for His purpose. That's why we can say this structure, it's holy. It's been dedicated and set apart by the power of God. He claimed it. So it was set apart for His purpose, for a divine purpose, for His will. These pews, those that remember... See, some of you that... We went down to Beckley. 
I don't even know if I was pastor yet of this church. I got baptized pretty quick and working. Working hard. That was a lot of work. We went down to Beckley. We picked those things up. And man, we was hauling them. And man. Brought them in here and set them up. Why are they holy? It's because they've been set apart for the purpose. They've been consecrated. They've been dedicated for the will and the plan of Almighty God. I like that. I like that part where it says holiness happens when God takes ordinary objects and claims them for His purpose. Praise the Lord. So the structure has been claimed for the purpose of God. The pews have been claimed for the purpose of God. These vessels that's referred to in the Old Testament were claimed for the purpose of Almighty God and His work. God claimed it for His own. That's how they become holy. Holiness happens when God proclaims, not when we perform. That's why in our minds, when I ask the question, are you holy? You may have paused for just a moment. Or you may even said, no, I, no I'm not holy. And the reason for that is because sometimes we think it's a performance that we have that makes ourselves holy. That's not what the definition of holy is. It's being set apart. It's being proclaimed by Almighty God. It's not our holiness. Our holiness itself is not our gift to God. Holiness is God's gift to us. He says, I've called you. I've claimed you. You're mine. And you're dedicated for my purpose and my will. Holiness, think of it this way, Holy, holiness is received, not achieved. Now if we think of it in that matter, holiness is received, not achieved. And thinking about that, now, are we holy vessels of God? Praise the Lord. If you're a child of God today, if you've... Uh, done just as the scripture has said, you've been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ, washed, the sins have been washed away, cast as far as the east is from the west. Thank God we've been born again, we've been purchased, we've been bought with a price, we've been claimed for the purpose of Almighty God. Because of that, we didn't achieve anything God gave us, we received the holiness of Almighty God. Look at that verse again that I read there in Leviticus 11.45. Holiness was based on God's selection, not Israel's action. It wasn't an action of Israel that took place or did something. But it was because of God's involvement, praise the Lord. And it was His selection. Over in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9. It says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. <laughs> a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We need to take that entire verse there. Because it said, God says, I've claimed you for my purpose. You've been purchased by the blood of my son. Now I have claimed you. 
And he said, because I claimed you, he said, I've set you apart from the world. It says in the scriptures that we may be in the world, but we're not of the world. He said, we've been called out from among the world. He said, we've been sanctified, we've been set apart, and we now are a holy nation, a peculiar people. He said, you're holy because I have received you, that I've claimed you. That's why you're holy. That's what makes you a holy nation. Think of that again. Holiness. Praise the Lord. Happens when God takes ordinary objects <laughs> and claims them for His purpose. Why is this message so important? Because the devil, and I've heard it today, because the devil will tell us that we're not worthy. I, I can't disagree with him. <laughs> I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to have a friend that's taken closer than a brother. I'm not worthy to be forgiven of my sins. I'm not worthy to have a light that lights my path and gives me direction. I'm not worthy to have this spirit that's in me, that convicts, that drives, that guides, that helps, that comforts, that supports. I'm not worthy of being a, called a child of God. I'm not worthy to be a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I'm not worthy to go hand in hand with the Almighty God. I'm not worthy of this great creation that He's made. I'm not worthy to be able to go to a place called heaven one of these days but thank God it's not about me it's about thee it's about Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross of Calvary for me and my sins he purchased them he bought them he paid the price praise God it's not what I've done I'm not worthy of those things but I'm found worthy in the eyes of God because I've accepted Christ into my life Mark Mays is not worthy but I've been found worthy through the blood Why is this important? Because things will happen in this life. And the devil does remind us of how terrible of a person we are. And he will lie to us. He's a liar and a father of it. So it's important for us to remember it's not about performance. I'm going to get about I'm going to get to in a moment here about practicing holiness. But it's not about performance, it's about the proclamation. If you're a child of God today, it's God has proclaimed you. And He set you apart. He said you are part of a holy nation. There should be no pause. If we know we've been bought by the blood, if we know we've been born again. And somebody says, are you holy? Well, I'm holy, yes, I'm holy. But I'm only because God proclaimed me for His purpose. That's what makes me holy. Our lives represent, or they should represent, the nature of God. The one that claimed us. The one that set us apart. The one that made the proclamation that we're holy. Our lives should represent that though. So I want you to understand, we're holy because God claimed us. And set us apart and said that we are now holy. But we have to go a little further and understand that our lives should represent the holiness of God. 
I'm sure none of us go around tell, hey, I'm holy. Hey, Bobby, just want you to know, I'm holy. I don't think we go around and say it. But what about our actions? See, God didn't have to call you, but He wanted to call you. And when He called you and you accepted that, that gift that He offered you, He said, okay, I'm proclaiming you right now as mine. I'm going to take that ordinary object and because I've now proclaimed it, now it's holy. Now it's up to us to go out and represent the holiness of Almighty God. How can we, how can we do that? Well, we, 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 we do it by living according to His Word. By, by structure and, and, and discipline. And it's not about the have-tos now because we're a child of God and we're representing that holiness. It's not a have-to, it's a want-to. And remember this. Those that have been called by God, He places the holy ghost the holy spirit down within us think about that he said i proclaimed you you're now a holy nation oh i'm going to give you the holy spirit within you praise god he gives us the holy spirit and puts it in a holy vessel To make sure that we can represent the holiness of Almighty God to those that are in need, to those that are still lost and undone. Oh, what a gift we've been given. Praise the Lord. It says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Hmm. If you start... You could have a long series about holy and holiness if you wanted to. There's so much in the Word of God. I mean, it says in there to be holy for thou art holy. The Lord is holy. It says in there that there's one that's truly holy. It's the Lord God Almighty. And it talks about holiness. And now Paul is writing here to Timothy. Don't be ashamed of your testimony. Because you've been given this holy calling. A calling that's made holy by God. And you've been given the Holy Spirit to dwell within you, to guide and direct you. (laughs) And he's saying, so go out. Don't be ashamed of that. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Go out and tell people about the Lord. He said the testimony of our Lord. He said he saved us and called us. It wasn't because of what we've done. But it's because of the love of Jesus Christ and what He's done. That's how we can proclaim it ourselves. 
And as Christians, we should be practicing, if you will, or exercising that holiness, representing that holiness of Almighty God. If you, if you look at that verse again, for I am the Lord your God. Look at verse 44. I read 45. Look at 44. For I am the Lord your God. Ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves and ye shall be holy. Hmm. I understand the pause that's given when we're asked about are you holy? That's, I think it's a humbleness. That's a trait of humbleness too to say, well, not really or I'm, I'm really not worthy. And we kind of put it all together there. But I hope you can see according to what the Word of God says. No, you're holy because I claimed you. I called you and I claimed you. And He said, but you are to sanctify yourself. You are separated. You are to be that holy nation. People are to see a difference in our lives. We've got a responsibility. It's not about just God claiming you and saying, okay, you're a holy vessel of mine. Go out and do what you want. <laughs> it's not what it's about. But because we've been given this incredible gift of God's blessing and His promises and the gift of His Spirit that helps us in this life because of that, we want to go out and we want to represent God Almighty and what He's done in our own life. The Hebrew children here in Leviticus this is talking about the, the commands and the laws. And they were living under the law. And they understood certain things about the law. And there was a confinement to the law. But we're not under the law. We're under the dispensation of grace, praise the Lord. Where it says that we're saved, not of our works, lest any man should boast. It's by the grace of God. And because grace is working in us, because we've been claimed, because we've been purchased, because we've been set apart, because God proclaims that we're holy and a holy nation, because of all of those things that He's done for us, then we begin developing the fruits of the Spirit. And those fruits of the Spirit that Paul refers to in other letters, those fruits of the Spirit then begin representing the holiness of Almighty God. And people wouldn't look at you and say, well, aren't you holy? Hmm? But they would see you and they may think, wow, that's a holy person right there. That's a person that loves the Lord. That's, that's, a, that's a, a child of God right there. Not because of what we've done, but because of the grace of God. Charles Spurgeon said this. So get ready for an invitation song. Charles Spurgeon, a great preacher back in the 1800s. Understand this was back in the 1800s. He was an Englishman when he wrote this, but this is a quote from him. This is a neighbor. Near, uh, this was a, a story. This was a story about uh, a neighbor of Charles Spurgeon. <laughs> and he said this. He said, he bores my ears as with an auger and renders it almost an impossibility to think. You know what the neighbor was doing? Practicing the flute. So it's not necessarily a kind thought that Charles wrote down there. He bores my ears as with an 
auger and renders it almost impossible to think. Up and down his scale, he runs remorselessly until even the calamity of temporary deafness would almost be welcome to me. Wasn't the best flutist in the world, I'd say. Charles went on to say, yet he teaches me that I must practice if I want to be perfect. I must exercise myself into godliness if I would be skillful. And I must, in fact, make myself familiar with the Word of God, with holy living and saintly dying. Such practice, moreover, will be as charming as my neighbor's flute is intolerable. The point of that, Charles Spurgeon was saying, the flutist wasn't perfect, but they were practicing. We as a holy child of God are not perfect, but we're practicing. Not pretending, we're practicing as a child of God, as a child of His. We're in His Word and we're learning. We're allowing His Spirit to reveal things to us. We lean on brothers and sisters in the family of God. We pray to Almighty God and we allow Him to speak to us. And as we're doing those things in this world, although we're not perfect, we're practicing to get there. Oh, I thought of my uh, Christian journey that I started out in the miry clay and then God called me and saved me, set me on the solid foundation. And I should be on a continued path to perfection. Because I'm going to get there one day. I'm going to have a perfect body one day. I'm, I know you don't believe me maybe, but I'm going to be perfect one of these days. I'm not going to be in this flesh. But I'm working to get there. And I am probably like that neighboring flute player that sometimes God probably thinks, oh my gosh, you are just intolerable sometimes. But yet God still loves me. And He still claims me. And He said, you're a holy vessel of mine. I'll leave you with this. Peter said, ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, I read this earlier. A peculiar people. I want you to know that God has set us apart for His divine purpose. He set you apart for His divine purpose. And He claims that you're holy because you're dedicated to Him. Talks about in the, in the Scriptures there another Another portion of the letter Paul had wrote, written to Timothy. This talks about in a, in a great house. There's vessels of gold and silver. But there's also those of earth and of clay. It said some to honor and some to dishonor. And we should be an honored vessel of God. Because we've been called holy by Him. And it said those that are found to be Holy vessels, vessels of honor, said they're meat for the master's use. They're ready to be used of God. How about you today? Joyce, as she comes to sing a song for us. How about you today?
Are you a holy vessel of God? Not because of anything you've done, but because God called you. And now He's claimed you and dedicated you for His purpose and His will. If you're not today, it's just because you've not received the great gift of Jesus Christ. You have the opportunity to do that right now if you come to Him. Praise the Lord. You can be a part of that holy nation that He talked about. A part of His great plan. If you call on His name. We'd ask you to stand.